If you feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. It's Friday again, and we are here. So, we also welcome to our show today, G. Brian Benson. He is Amazon's number one bestseller, and the book is Habits for Success, Inspired Ideas to Help You Soar. And it's a very thought-provoking book. So, welcome, Brian. Thank you, Myrna and Ed. It's a pleasure to be here. And, you know, reading this book... Uh, it was. It is very thought provoking, but it the format of it. I kind of want to understand how you, you because this is the format. You define a word, which is basically the main theme of the chapter. Uh-huh. Then you expound on that through your wisdom and compelling challenges to the reader. You conclude with a moment of clarity, which is a question mark for us to do for the reader to do some insightful thinking, and mm-hmm. then. Every once in a while, there's three of them, you insert in the book the light bulb moments. So how did you come up with this format, which I think is pretty neat. I like I liked the definition and then how you, you know, expound upon that word. How did you come up with that format? Well, you know, <laughs> some of it was kind of planned and a lot of it was unplanned. Uh, you know, in a nutshell, when I sent my, my uh, literary agent sent a proposal in for this book, it, the book was a little bit different. It was more kind of a, a, a quite a bit of an extended version of my very, very first book that came out 10 years ago um, um, called Brian's List, and it had a whole bunch of different ways to stay in life balance. And so I found as I started writing it, it just took on a life of its own, and I just went with it, and I think it turned out 100 times better than the original what the original proposal said it was going to be. So, you know, with the definition portion at the very start, Let's see, how did that happen? I think I used that. You know what? I put that at the very start of my manuscript, and I put the word habit. And so just to kind of like even before the introduction. And so my publisher, when they saw that, said, why didn't you do that for every chapter? I said, well, I can. (laughs) And so that's how that happened. And then, you know, the the, the rest of the chapter, I I just, you know, I wanted to, everybody learns differently, and I I wanted to just kind of, try to write it in a thought-provoking, kind of inspiring and entertaining way. So, you know, initially, um, the, the first, you know, couple of two or three paragraphs just kind of explain why I think the habit is, can be very valuable. And then right. I tried to follow that up with a, a personal story. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, at the very end, I have the question. So um, I think stories are really important to learn by. So, you know, I think there's kind of some... Uh, right brain stuff, and then there's some left brain stuff, and then there's some questions, you know, and also maybe there's a little bit of some some takeaways as well, and then the questions kind of get to the reader thinking about how maybe that chapter uh, or that particular, not chapter, but that particular habit could benefit mm-hmm. them in their life. Well, on, in chapter six, you, you write, it's okay to fail, and I know so many people hate the fact that they fail, and we get a lot of people in our office that we have to work with. That on that, and then you write a poem in there, and I love your poems. I'm a poem writer myself, so explain oh, that. Thank you. Explain that. In I'm gonna. Six. 
let's see. I, uh, <laughs> excuse me, but I, I forgot which poem that was that you're talking a, about. A um, minute of a failure. Minute of failure? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. A minute of failure. Well, first of all, I think, you know, it, it is okay to fail. It, we, we put too much pressure on ourselves to, you know, there's this a stigma attached to it that, that we're, we're worthless, you know, that we're not worthy if we do fail. But anybody that's ever done anything, you know, that we're familiar with or whatever has failed probably countless times. You, we, we need to go through that process for many reasons. I think, you know, one, to build character, two, to potentially figure out a better way to do something. Three, um, you know, sometimes we, we learn, we get a lot of information from failure. I mean, sometimes we realize we can do it something better. Other times we realize, well, maybe this isn't right for me. And that, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're quitting because of it. It's just you have more information. And so with, with that information comes self-awareness. So, mm-hmm. you know, I... I lo- you know I don't look at failure as definitely as being a bad thing. It's 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 spurred me on for sure, and it's you know a lot of times you just the timing's not right, and, and you know it's a blessing in disguise too. Um, right. You know, and that poem, yeah, and the poem that was kind of funny. I did a writing class probably twelve years ago in Salem, Oregon, where I was living, and I made a write. It was like a writers group, and we got there. It was the one and only time I went to it. And they had, she had to start off by doing a, uh, an exercise, and we each pulled a little statement out of a hat, and mine said a minute of failure. And I actually wrote <laughs> that in 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, it just poured through me. It was the craziest thing. It was before I became a writer, even knew that I was a writer. It just, um, yeah, so, so it was perfect for that chapter. Well, I'm so amazed because that's what drew me to your book is your poems, because oh, I love poems. You. Yeah, you, you have several in there, and they're uh-huh. all very good. So it said, you said you didn't know you were a writer. When did the when did the clarity, the moment of clarity, come? <laughs> well, uh, boy, it, I suppose it's been uh, very. When I was in college, many many years ago, um, I had to take a, a creative writing class as an elective, and we we showed up twice a week for two hours each time, and we had to do all the work in class. And oh. I ended up getting an A, an a plus and it just shocked me. You know, for some reason I was able to kind of like bring it in the moment. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't really, you know, think anything else other than it just kind of surprised me. And I didn't really write much after that. Um, although I would dabble in um, kids stories. I never planned on doing anything with them, but I just kind of, almost use it as a mind exercise because it's kind of like, you know, they were all rhyming. And so it's kind of like putting a jigsaw puzzle, puzzle together. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was kind of the initial portions of me kind of dabbling in writing, but I never thought I would do anything with it. And then uh, 10 years ago, um, when I left my family business kind of in this whole brand new journey, I, I really did not know what I was going to do with my life. But the last little bit of being at the job, I just through being out of balance myself, I sat down one day and thought I should write down a couple of, maybe a handful of things to kind of help me stay in balance during that period. And my intuition just said expand the list. And so that was my first book and it really happened accidentally. And so I don't know if I honestly, I mean, yes, I'm a writer. I don't feel like, I mean, there's, uh, you know, I, I'm not, you know, you look at a lot of the people who write fiction and stuff like that. I'm not that kind of a writer, but I can write you know, I can kind of document my own hero's journey and, and share kind of what I'm going through. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I've accepted I'm a writer now, but it. Uh, it I, <laughs> the thing I'm is, you also things, wrote. I suppose. You also wrote. Huh? Um, you also, I don't want you to leave out the fact that you did take those and you did write a ch- children's books, right? Yeah, um, 2016, I just kind of, I was, re- you know, I kind of revisited some of the stuff I'd done. I said, wow, this stuff's mm-hmm. not too ba- half bad. And I just took the bull by the horns and I self-published a couple of children's books. Mm-hmm. Why don't yeah. you throw in the, the um, titles of those? Oh, well, thank you. So in 2016, that was Steve the Alien. Mm-hmm. And then in, uh, last year, in March of last year, it was Lucy and Chester's Amazing Adventures. And mm-hmm. the first book has a, a little boy uh, main character, and the second book has a little girl um, as the main character. And, and uh, I'm really happy how they turned out. Good. I bet they have. Yeah, I bet you. that a lot of kids like them, too. So another chapter what? actually talks about being yeah. vulnerable. And that being vulnerable is very very hard I, um, for some people because of trust issues. I wonder how many people in the mm-hmm. world are vulnerable. <laughs> um, so can you kind of speak on your experience with that and how you came up with telling people, hey, you know what, this is a habit, be vulnerable? Well, you know, for me personally, uh, acting was huge for me and it kind of mm-hmm. opening up my my doors to, to learning how to feel a little bit more and, and not be afraid of that. Um, gosh, I think, you know, we're all here to learn and grow. And I think the toughest thing that we really kind of have to work on is learning how to love and accept ourselves. Right. And the, that's something that's really been, you know, front and center for me, you know, especially for the last 10 years, is even though I'm kind of doing a lot of stuff and accomplishing things, I still really had to work through that and, you know, and, and work on that myself. So it's, it's for me personally, I think the more that, you know, we can share, I think the better off we are, number one, because it just, you know, when we're, we're hiding things and we're, we're working on trying to be somebody else other than ourselves, it takes a lot of energy and time and, and, and it's just, it's heavy. It's a heavy, heavy weight. And so the more that we can release, um, you know, I, I realize a lot, of, a lot of things have happened to us and to folks in different ways. And, and some of it, you know, they may want to keep it private and that's totally fine. But I think there's still ways to kind of work through it a little bit and kind of lessen the load. But, but the more that we can do that, this, I think the lighter that we are, that we can be in the world and, you know, the more of an authentic version of ourselves. And I think uh, what I try to be really, I don't really ever try to tell anybody what to do. I just try to lead by example. I feel like I was put here just to kind of air my stuff to the world, just, just to kind of let them know that, hey, if Brian can do it, I can do it. And, and uh, right. I know I, I personally just, once you really begin to love and accept yourself, it feels like everything else falls into place. And, you know, tied into that is another habit that you wrote about is just be you. Yeah. And, you know, and, that, and that's that what you're of, saying. Yeah, that just that falls right in line. Absolutely. Right. Just be you. You know, there's a, a quote that I use a lot in my work, and I even have the domain for it. I haven't done anything with it yet, but it's be yourself to free yourself. And as, oh, I, as I've shared that with everybody else, I'm telling myself that at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, be yourself to free yourself. It's, uh, it's really... 
where true fulfillment comes from. I mean, you know, happiness starts with ourselves. Exactly. We can't give something away that we don't have. So, yeah, because it's, and sometimes it's hard for people to be themselves because they don't like themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, we all have a lot of, you know, we've all had different experiences and different modeling Mm -hmm. and and ways that we've grown up in the world. And, and um, so it's definitely not a cookie cutter experience of trying to get to that place of love and acceptance. But, you know, the more that we can kind of become self-aware of our wounds and, and uh, I think finding some balance in our life helps in that regard. But the more that we can kind of, you know, meet it head on a little bit with love for ourselves, the the better off that we're going to be. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Sometimes you, you grow up with so much dysfunction that you can't love yourself because you weren't taught to. You have to learn that one. Yes. And and that's kind of what you're saying in that chapter is that you have to learn to love yourself and be honest. Honesty is a big part of that with yourself. Yes, yes. You know, accept ourselves, you know, warts and all, you know, right. everything. Is, yeah. And, and uh, it ties in with, that, with what we've mm-hmm. already talked about. It's okay to fail and, you know, it's okay to be mm-hmm. vulnerable because that's part of mm-hmm. being who you are. So. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we live in an interesting, tough, kind of a tough time for this. To, it makes it even harder with social media and stuff because it's like we're, we're comparing ourselves to everybody's best to our worst, you know what I mean? Yes. We're seeing pretty much everybody's best online. And plus all the, all the advertising that's out there in the world is, that's, that's telling us that we're not enough and you need to buy my product to, exactly. to be, you know, to be more whole. And so got it swimming upstream a little bit. <laughs> right. We're going to take a break and we'll be back and then we'll continue on with, with the book and, and Brian. Yeah, Brian. All righty. <laughs> so. I should hope so, yeah. I hope so, too. Yeah. You're not going to leave us. <laughs> nope. So we'll go to break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email 
to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. All right, we are back with Brian and um, in his book. We're talking about his book, Habits for Success, Inspired Ideas to Help You Soar. And we're going to talk to him right now about having patience while learning. Yeah, Brian, how about that? How can you have patience while learning life things? And this is a... I think, well, I think, well, I'm sorry, what's that? It was in Chapter 17. Yeah, yeah, I think... Sorry, I keep jumping over each other. Go ahead. I I think, okay, I... You know, I think we'll find a little um, rhythm here with a lot of these kind of bumping into each other a little bit. You know, the, the patience while learning, you know, a lot of that stems back to really being okay with ourselves and trusting the process and just, and just allowing things to happen on the schedule that they're supposed to. I know that I, oh, when I was three, I told my mom I was put here to inspire people. And, wow. I, you know, she re- is that crazy. And uh, she reminded me, oh, maybe six, seven years ago, as after I kind of found myself on that path. And so I think intuitively, innately, I kind of feel like it's like my life's mission to do this. And so I kind of and I, I feel like it's supposed to go maybe in a in a in a way that, you know, allows me to kind of do it on hopefully a little bit bigger scale. And so when I began the process in, in releasing projects and doing things, I, my expectations were high, huge. And, you know, I would get disappointed and um, depressed a little bit when something maybe didn't uh, reach those expectations. But, but looking back, you know, I, I needed a lot of seasoning and I needed a lot of, you know, kind of solidifying my foundation through all the different things that I've done. And so, you know, trusting, you know, the process, having patience with the process is so important um, because, you know, you, you need to be, you know, if you're given an opportunity, you know, if you don't have a solid foundation, it's not necessarily going to turn out the way that you want it to. And then it, it could be almost even worse. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So for me, I've just, it's been tough, but the last couple of years, I've really relaxed a little bit a lot more and just really tried to enjoy the ride and, and take, um, celebrate my wins a little bit more and take pride in, in what's the work that is, that is coming through me and, and just trust that it, that it will do what it's supposed to do. You know, whether it's supposed to, you know, sell some copies or just, um, make a connection for me that will lead to something else that, that, that's really appealing to me or, you know, you name it, but, I really had to do a lot of work on myself to get to this place where I'm at, you know, stepping out of my comfort zone with speaking in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so, you know, it's, 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 just, you know, patience is everything. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a virtue as they say. Mm-hmm. So how does a person explore his or his or her own in- insecurities with all the triggers and painful negativity that can occur? Wow. That's a I big one, isn't it? Step is, well, yeah. Uh, um, I think the first step is just to try to start to become aware, self-aware of when you are getting triggered. You know, self-awareness is key. And once You're right. you can kind of pick those spots out, then you can 
you know, start to write him down a little bit and just try to kind of maybe uh, just be aware of that so you can kind of head it off in the past the next time and you start maybe your, your behavior will start to change if you, can, if you can find those places where you are triggered. And, you know, if you, you can always keep going deeper and you can kind of start to try to explore why I was triggered, you know, in that, by, mm-hmm. in that particular way. And, 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 you know, there can be a lot of information found in that, that realm as well. And, you know, a lot of times it takes um, a professional to help you get there or, you know, just a, a coach or what have you. But the first, the first step is just to identify when you're getting triggered and then you can kind of start to go down that rabbit hole. I loved your poem in that chapter that we we are meant to succeed. That was a good one. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And if I'd have brought my candle, I would have read one of the poems out of your book. But I forgot well, the candle I, I at have, home. I have it in front of me, so if any of those oh, would you would like to recite, would you read I'd be it? happy to. Would you read that yeah. one? Yeah. Let's see. What page is that on? Twelve twenty-five. Well, that's on the Kindle. That's on the Kindle. Yeah, but oh, it's it's okay, out of chapter. It um, it's out of cha- seventeen. Yeah, it's out of chapter seventeen. Okay. But the the poems. Okay, in, I'm there. Okay. Yeah, we are meant to succeed. Have you ever felt whiny, angry, or sad, or tired and frustrated, and then acted mad? You're not alone. We've all been there before. We're all out of sorts and acted quite poor. Take heart and take heed. It's the balance of life. Some days we're quite happy. Others feeling some strife. The key to this game is to understand how it's played. When you know what to expect, your confusion will fade. Love flows in balance. It's where we should be. Not too high, not too low, but the middle you see. Be thankful and happy for where you are at. Life here is for learning. It's as simple as that. So during those times when it's tough or unsure, take a step back and think thoughts, good or pure. Remember a time when you had some success. Believe in yourself and never, ever second guess. Your life is perfection, the good times and bad, the easy and the tough, the happy and the sad. Each challenge brings a chance to grow and become whole, to learn from your mistakes and reconnect with your soul. We are meant to succeed, so take heart and take flight. Throw out your fears and give way to love's light. Your destiny beckons, your true nature at hand. Live life to the fullest. It's fantastic and grand. That is so awesome. I want to have your permission to print that poem off and put a picture behind it and hang it in our office. Absolutely. Thank you. That would be an honor. Thank you. Yes. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Uh, in Chapter 19... You talk about living in the moment. What would be your idea of living in the moment? Well, I can give you the example that's in the book. You know, when yeah. I um, when I rode my bicycle across the United States in 1996, that for me was like an extended period of time of living in the moment. You know, the, the trip took nine weeks and you know, everything was new to me and I saw things with new eyes and I just felt totally alive. And I wasn't thinking about the past and I wasn't thinking about the future. I was just really present during every moment of that trip. And so I was really, really lucky to have, have had that experience to, to really get a taste of what living in the moment is. And, you know, it's not easy. You know, I think it's, 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 uh, 
it's something that I, you know, still work on. Um, I'm, I'm much better at it. I've never really been one to go into the past. For me, it was always the future a little bit because like I mentioned a little bit ago, I was kind of felt like I know where things are headed and sometimes I got a little impatient. But, but I think I've really become aware of that and, and done a lot better job of just going with the flow and just, just trying to have fun and, and, um, and let things go where they're supposed to go. So living in the moment, you know, is, it, it takes a lot less energy, you know, than, than reliving the past and worrying about the future. Yeah. And I think that what you did in the book and, and where, how you rode the bike through from Seattle to DC, it was a good yeah. experience for you, but this is something that, that you took your own initiative to do. And it's awesome because I've done things uh, now. Thank you. I've done things now for my life too, that I never thought I'd ever do because mm. the way I was brought up and the things that's happened in my life. And my dad had told me I'd never amount to anything. So I thought I wouldn't, mm. but you know what? If you tell yourself you can and you will, and you believe it, you do. And so Absolutely. I think it's neat you that know. you did that. Mm. I thought that was Thank pretty you. awesome. So how close, um, live you. in the moment, how different is that from mindfulness? Because we hear a lot about mindfulness now in the mental health field. Yeah, mindfulness, mindfulness. Um You know, I think mindfulness, I guess, to me means just, 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 you know, becoming self-aware. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, and that can mean a lot of things. But what we've already talked about is just, you know, right, um, catching yourself. You know, on on those times when you're, you know, not being your best, or just, you know, need to gain self-awareness on on some some habits that aren't. Mm-hmm. beneficial or, you know, routines that aren't beneficial in our lives. And so I guess mindfulness for me just means that, um, you know, and there's all kinds of things we can do with that information of being mindful. Right. I uh, just, I suppose, depends on, on what angle you're wanting to become right. more present and mindful. Mm-hmm. In. Right. And I think living in the moment would definitely take um, some self-discipline. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's a process because, like you said, you know, to not focus on the past, not worry about the future, but just live right now, in this moment, and 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 enjoy what we're doing at this point. So, I understand that. I totally, yeah, totally agree. And I think you know, it's no coincidence that my first book was on all those different ways to stay in balance. Exactly. Having that information and self awareness you know, at the beginning of my journey really helped a lot. Um, just getting that routine and, and knowing what threw me out of balance and what, what I needed to do to stay in balance. And it really helped me become more disciplined and, and, uh, you know, stay away from negative, not necessarily influences, but just, just things that slowed me down and kind of impeded my progress. So staying in balance is, is an everyday thing. Would you say it's an everyday yeah, thing no. or every moment thing? Well, both. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it's it's kind of a tricky thing because it's a moving target. You know, every day we have, you know, different things going on in our lives and maybe different energy to draw from and what have you and, and experiences that are that are around us that are affecting us. So 
ultimately, you know, it, it's just kind of an every moment thing, I suppose, but it can also, I mean, for me, what helps, you know, we're going to, we all go through things. We're all going to have times that are tough, but right. I've found that the more that I've become self-aware, I have become self-aware about balance and what, what I need to do to stay in balance. It helps me move through those difficult times a lot smoother, right. mm-hmm. you know, and it also just helps me become more productive and, and solidify my foundation. I mean, to do anything, to really do anything, no matter what it is, whether it's to be an amazing parent or a teacher or a writer or a pro basketball player, you, you need to have a solid, strong foundation. Right. And so balance for me has helped me really strengthen my foundation. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to yeah. take a break and then we'll be back to finish talking to Brian. And we're going to have one that's going to be about cleaning up your disagreements. So you got to stay with us mm. so you can hear that one. So we'll take a break right now and be back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Turning now with Brian Benson. He has Habits for Success. He's written Habits for Success, Inspired Ideas to Help You Soar, which is Amazon's number one bestseller. And what we're going to talk about now is clean up your disagreement. Everybody has a disagreement, right? (laughs) If you admit it, if you're not, you're in denial. So, Brian, why and how do we clean up our disagreements? Wow. Well, you know, I think every situation probably can play out a little bit differently, but ultimately, you know, we need to do it just to to free ourselves up. And um, mm, I've been really lucky in the most of my life. I'm not one that's able to kind of let something linger if I've had a, a poor exchange with somebody or a misunderstanding. And so... For the most part, I'm able to kind of try to get in there and, you know, confront it just Mm -hmm. so I can release that that heaviness. I I don't like feeling that way. Right. So, you know, 
gosh. I know it's not easy. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of different things that can happen to us. I mean, family stuff, uh, you know, stuff at work. Um, boy, just driving here in L.A., you know, horns are blaring all the time, and it seems like everybody has to be first, and it just there's all kinds of anger that's projected um, out via cars, you know what I mean, via people driving. And uh, so how do we do it? Well, depending on the situation, I think, you know, sometimes it just takes courage to confront the person that you had a you know, uh, misunderstanding with. And, and um, you know, sometimes maybe they were still in the wrong, but sometimes, you know, you just got to, I don't know, I, I kind of am of the belief most of the time that it's better to be kind than to be right. Right. <laughs> exactly. That is quote. And, I got the quote in your book. So yep, some, Wayne Dyer. Yep. So if somebody yep. thinks they're never wrong, do you just <laughs> apologize and take on, I mean, if they're telling you to do something and you can't do that, how do you, how do you make it right with them? Well, ultimately, you have to you have to do what's right for yourself. You know, if you don't believe in something, or you're being told to do something that doesn't fit with your, you know, with with who who you are and the way that you operate in the world, you know, you just have to um, you just have to say no, thank you, but no, thank you. Or you know, I can't do that. It just doesn't work for me. And I I know that's really tough because a lot of times we're in situations where we feel like we have to. You know, it could be in a job, could, you know, what what have you. But ultimately for us to really, you know, live authentically, we have to, we have to do what feels right for us. Exactly. Yeah. There's, you also mentioned that in um, chapter 24 about have faith and trust the process. Describe to mm -hmm. our listeners what the process is. Well, I think, it, you know, I, there again, it can kind of just depend. It could be uh, a project you're working on. It could be life in general. You know, we're, we're constantly learning and growing and evolving. And right. uh, like I mentioned earlier, there was a part of me that felt like I should have been further along than I was. And that caused me some pain. Right. And so... Um, I, I think what I gleaned out of that was that you need to stay focused and you need to hold to trust and keep moving forward. That's kind of what I, as the process is, no matter, like, no matter what you're doing, just stay focused on what you're doing and, and trust there will be an end <laughs> or you're, 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 you're hoping there'll be an end. So, and Annette is biting at the bit. She has a question for you that she wants to talk with you about. Well, before I want to, I want to comment on, your chapter of Go Play. I love that chapter. because it Brian, are you still there? Yes, I'm back. They, oh, okay. okay. I'm sorry. I, I love that chapter of Go Play because it just, it's so real to me because I love to be funny and I love to play <laughs> in life. And my pastor loves me because I'm that way. <laughs> she is de definitely the non-serious one of this, of this duo. For sure. <laughs> yes. I don't like to have a day go by without playing in life. So when you wrote that chapter in your book, I said, that is awesome. Well, thank you. I know for me personally, when I started writing self-help books, you know, 10 years ago, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be perfect. And that Ooh. messed me up. 
and it really messed me up. And, and I've just really been kind of um, trying to recapture who I am the last couple of years because, you know, I'm fun and I'm goofy at times and whatever, and I just need to be me. And, and, I, and I didn't know that initially. And so um, play is so important. Uh, right. For everybody, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter how old you are. You got to get out there and, and, and play because it just it raises your vibration. Yeah, and it makes you perfect. <laughs> yeah, 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 perfectly, perfectly. Yes, yes. <laughs> sure. Perfectly having fun. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> okay, now let's go to this chapter that I really, really want to talk about mm-hmm. to go within yeah. chapter forty-four. Hmm. To go so within, you... right? You know, for me, for me, I think you know I'm going to kind of just uh, preface this a little bit with the balance thing again. You know, one of the one of the really important reasons that um, balance is really beneficial for me, and I think everybody is, uh, it's helped me allow my intuition to come through stronger. And, you know, by, by taking, you know, having quiet time and, and, and you know, um, allowing myself to be creative and those kinds of things, those all um, feed or, you know, makes it easier for our intuition to come through. And, and the intuition for me has definitely just been my a, a trust walk and my kind of life plan laid out for me. I just, all the things that I've done the last 10 years have just been via my intuition and, it's it's been crazy, you know. I mean, I'm not sure whatever your you know religious belief, it doesn't matter, you know what you call it, God, Spirit, the Universe. But that's that's what our intuition is. It's kind of a you know a fulfilling kind of game plan that is being offered to us if we're there, if we if we can quiet ourselves down enough to listen to it. So going within for me is really honoring that and and doing the things that I need to do to to allow it to come through. Right. And getting to yeah. know yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, yes. If, if, when, you know, if, if we're playing music all the time and we're constantly chattering and having the TV on and what have you, there's no way that, that that's going to come through. And, and number one and number two, it's just, you know, it's, it's a form of uh, avoidance. You know, it's kind of can right. be a defense mechanism too, depending on what, you know, you're needing to kind of maybe process and allow to come through exactly and the one thing i teach our clients is to Mm -hmm. close their eyes and to learn to relax by by picturing themselves inside themselves and looking where the pain is and asking god Mm. or their higher power or whatever to remove that pain Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's a form of going within Oh, absolutely! That I've never heard that. that that's really that's great. That's that's a great, great mm-hmm. exercise. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then I also tell them to look for a a happy place to go to, where they can relax, even if it's a warm, sunny beach, because mm-hmm. it relaxes them. We do. Myrna and I also have, we have little wooden hearts, and we give it to a client. So that when they're in a stress situation, they can feel mm-hmm. that warm, that soft wood heart in their pocket, and they can mm-hmm. realize they don't have to be stressed. They can relax and do the exercise by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has calmed them down many times. Oh, that's fantastic! 
That's fantastic. You know, I, I like to, um, I like to walk and hike a lot and that, that, that's mm-hmm. a form of meditation and a form of kind of going within it. You know, I, I, I don't put the earbuds in or anything. I just try to, you know, listen to the birds and just kind of take it all in and yes. just, um, let come through what's, you know, supposed to be coming through. And that's where I get a lot of my creative ideas to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And, um, and like you mentioned with the heart, um, I, I'll pick up a rock or I'll have a mm-hmm. couple of rocks right. and just, you know, kind of rub it in my hand and that helps ground yep. me. And I've actually held, held that right. sometimes when I speak. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What about I you? have a rock. What about your experience on the Collegiate Mountain Peak, excuse me, Collegiate Peaks Mountain, that three days of solitude? Yeah. So, um, way back in 1993, I went on a 23-day outward bound course. Um, up in the Collegiate Peaks in Colorado, and we started just outside of Leadville, which is like 12,000 feet. So we yes. were at elevation the whole time. Yep. And during that, about in the middle, we had to do a three-day solo. And I, we didn't get a lot of food for that, but I gave mine away. I just, I wanted to test myself and, and fast. <laughs> and so the first two days, uh, I was really hungry and really felt miserable. And then the third day, I just, you know, I don't know if it's just being out in the mountains for that long and just kind of like, you know, losing a few pounds and kind of working through some of that, you know, the stuff that needed to be worked out physically. But I, I just, I felt totally just connected to source and uh, it was amazing. I, I felt so at peace that third day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to explain. And you yeah, said, in, your, in, in your book, you said you were totally connected to God. Yeah. Because yeah. there was, I mean, there was nothing between you and him. You were, you were no, there, felt, you were him. Uh, yeah, I felt like I was kind of, I mean, I've always, I felt like I've been kind of a conduit with all the stuff that I've written, mm-hmm. but uh, it just, I felt stronger than I had ever felt before. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a, thir- a break again. I hate to disturb you this way again, <laughs> but we're going to take a break and go within. So we'll come right. back when we come back. <laughs> we'll be back after we go within? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, 
please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Well, it's not just Myrna and Annette on today's show. We have Brian Benson, Amazon's number one bestseller, who is the author of Habits for Success, Inspired Ideas to Help You Soar. And we have been soaring with those ideas. Yeah. And now he's our friend. He is. Yeah. Yeah. We have a new friend. One of the things, um, Brian, that I got, I loved the chapter, well, I like all of them, but on on Visualize and how you train for that 2005 Feynman Ironman Triathlon. Would you share that story? Because it was awesome on the how you ended your race. 1989 and 1990, and, and I had done one for 15 years. And my son, I had a son this, this time. Uh, he was 11 in 2005. And I just thought, you know what? I kind of got the itch, and I wanted to do another one. I thought it would be really cool for him to be there to witness it and hopefully kind of maybe just enjoy the, the positivity and watch all the other people doing the race and kind of maybe living out their dreams and just kind of, you know, surrounding with that kind of energy and that experience. So as I trained for that, um, I just really visualized, I had a picture of him and I crossing the finish line together and it really spurred me on. And, uh, you know, I, you know, every time, you know, I had to get up early before work and go for a swim or, or go for, ride my bike, um, you know, indoors. And I would just envision that it helped me kind of get out of bed. It helped me kind of just, just work through all that drudgery of, of training in, in Oregon, um, you know, during, during the, the rain and stuff. And I just kept holding on to that and holding on to that. And, and, you know, come race day, um, his mother and I were, were divorced then. And she, she brought him uh, with the races in Santa Rosa, California. And he lived in the Tahoe area at the time. And I was up in Oregon. So I, I met them there at the race and, and, uh, it was really exciting, you know, so it's a long day, you know, I, it took Mm -hmm. me uh, 14, I don't know, 14 and a half hours or 14 hours and 15 minutes to finish that day. My, and I just, you know, having him there, I would see him, I saw him a couple times throughout during the, during the course of the day. And when, when, when I had to go into the, uh, for the transition changes and when I saw him, I just picked my spirit up and, you know, he'd give me a high five and he had no idea I was going to grab him at the finish line. So, right. you know, it just, it just knowing that he was there and just totally got me through that race because I wasn't in the greatest of shape compared to what I was doing when I was a bit younger. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, it's probably seven or eight o'clock at night. It's dark out and, and mm. I, you know, getting near the finish line and, and there's some, some, you know, portable lights up there at the finish area. And I saw him there and I just, uh, you know, just got emotional and, and he just gave me a high five and I just held onto his hand and grabbed him. And, uh, and, and we ran the last 150 yards together and he was totally surprised, but that was, there's a wonderful picture of us finishing together and, it was just one of the, the most uh, special days of my life. Oh, I bet. I bet it was very special to him, too, since he yeah. didn't um, he didn't even expect <laughs> it. And that's what I liked about at the end and how you ended that. That was a father-son moment that he'll yeah, remember forever. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things you also talked about, and as mental health providers, I like the way you um, 
said, allow yourself to feel, and you used the analogy of um, feelings being similar to ocean waves. And I'm thinking that we may start, we may use this um, analogy in our practice because you said that the feelings start by building, like ocean waves start building, and then they eventually peak and then dissipate. And I think that is a, a very visual thing that people can mm. see. And, you know, it'd be almost tangible for them. But there's well, a... I think a, it... Mm-hmm. Go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. No, I think it's a good way for them to kind of start to become aware of how they're feeling, too. Right. Exactly. Do you, can you find that poem Yeah. read it to us? Awake. Yeah, Chap- let's see. Chapter that. 38. What? Ch- chapter 38. Okay, I will be there in 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Should I count it down <laughs> for you? <laughs> Here we go. I'm there. I, I, five seconds. Okay. Awake. Awake my mind, you bittersweet tool, which lead one through or to play the fool. Weakened thoughts grasp away from the core. Leave me tired, hungry, wanting more. Awake my heart and step into love. Melt away young scars and rise above. Confusion's kiss led me astray. I turn within to mute the gray. Awake my truth, thy grand unmasked self. Hidden, buried, found, authentic wealth. Our life's purpose, comfort, joy, and ease. Guidance from within, eager to please. Awake my spirit, fears set aside. Soul's perfection, fervent, loving guide. Flowing love, our birthright, path, desire. Flame burns bright from this heavenly fire. Awake myself to all I can be. Uncluttered vision resides in me. Potential and greatness, that is I. There are no limits under the sky. Awake myself to my truthful worth. Love, light, perfection, peace, joy, and mirth. Creative fire, gifts deep inside all. Intuition beckons, I heed its call. Awake my energy, guiding spark. Send me soaring to purpose on mark. Alert, alive to all that, I, to all that can be. Seeking, shining, as far as I see. I love that. Thank you. That's a good poem. Thank you very much. Of course, which one isn't good? <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. They are very good. They, and you can tell they come from the heart. In mm. chapter 48, Thanks. you mm-hmm. wrote, take care of your instrument. Can you explain what the instrument is? And how to take, care, how to oh, take yeah. care of it. Yeah, yeah, well, our instrument is ourselves, our body. That's right. And there, you know, I think this all kind of, a lot of these things of, that we can do to take care of our instrument falls under the, the life balance category. I mean, for us to really thrive, uh, we need to put good fuel into our body. You know, that, that's food. Um, you know, I think uh, exercise is, is something that we can do to take care of our instrument. And it doesn't have to mean a triathlon. It can just be going to walk or, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think drinking, drinking water, drinking enough water, it's something that's kind of sneaky that people don't think about. But when you're hydrated, you function so much greater. And so that's something that we can do. And obviously, 
the thing that's kind of tops my list of taking care of my instrument is getting enough sleep. Because if I get that's enough right. sleep, then everything else kind of falls into place. If I don't, exactly. then things suffer. <laughs> You're right. And I like um, your med- yeah. meditate on it, on that one. Yep. Yep. And kind of like going Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and then meditate, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be sitting in a, you know, on the ground in a cross-legged position. It can be going for a walk. Exactly. That's a form of meditation. You know, looking back right. when I was training and all those long bike rides and long runs, that was a form of meditation as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a quieting of the, it's a quieting of the mind and allowing your yes. intuition to come through. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Is there, we're running out of time. Is there anything... Yeah. Anything that you want to um, express about your book or about yourself that you want the whole world to know about Brian Benson? <laughs> well, you know, just don't forget just to, you know, to, to realize and to know that, that you're enough. You know, you're enough. And, and uh, that's kind of my greatest, you know, thing that I'm wanting to help people to understand and, and get get to that place all the stuff that i write about ultimately is getting to that place of loving and accepting ourselves and so you know that's my that's my word words to the wise is just to, to really work on learning how to find that self-acceptance exactly and um your social media it, twitter instagram facebook youtuber is all at g brian benson and his website yeah, everything's is g-, g yep Yep, and it, his website is gbrianbenson.com. And Brian, mm-hmm. we th- and, we thank you for yeah. being our guest. Anything else that we need to you want to cover on your contacts? Oh, I was just going to say the the new book Habits for Success. You can find mm-hmm. that at habitsforsuccessbook.com, and that'll take yeah. you to Amazon. Okay. Thank and Brian, you, Brian. Keep in contact with us. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay. I'd like that. All right, so we need to say thank you, listeners, and we also want to say that we appreciate John Mauger, who allows us to have this um, program office. from his office here in Grangeville, Idaho, at, at Major Bargains. Thank you, John. You guys, have a good week, because we plan on doing it, too. Having a good week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.